0: God loves us. God believes in us. God wants us to be that light to the world.
1: From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's Podcast Sunday Series, a show that highlights weekly reflections from Old St. Patrick's Church. Visible light is electromagnetic radiation within the portion of the electromagnetic spectrum that can be perceived by the human eye. Its brightness is measured in lumens and foot candles, categorized by color temperature, and comes from all different sources like the sun, fluorescent bulbs, LEDs, and even from a little firefly. So it can be very confusing when God asks us to be a light to the world, because he didn't give us a spec sheet on the design specifications or give us a photometric lighting plan for our internal light. Thankfully, in today's episode, Father Cusick walks us through how we are able to shine a light into the darkness and brighten up our world. Father Hurley mentioned,
0: it was a year ago that the live stream Mass began here at 10 o'clock Chicago time. And those of us who preside at Mass would come out in those first three, four weeks, and it was a freak show because there was nobody here. This is a place on Sunday, it's packed to the rafters, all the way back since the mid 80s. Before the church was restored, the people restored it by their presence. Now many of you who have connected with St. Pat's virtually, and you're out there again today on the other side of those two little cameras up here, You may never have been here. And there's a chance that those of you who have never come to Old St. Pat's in the flesh, sometime if you're in Chicago, you may wind up saying, you know, during that shutdown, I'd watch mass occasionally or regularly uh, on live stream from Old St. Pat's in Chicago. I think I'd like to stop by and see the place. Well, if you were to come here now You'd think that it's a real trendy neighborhood, and in many ways it is. But there are some of us, maybe some who are here today, who remember it as anything but trendy. There was not a park across the street with a statue commemorating St. Pat's sister city in Ireland. Instead, there were five buildings then all the way to a little parking area. And at the end of the first building here at Adams and the Plains was a shipping dock. And under the shipping dock was uh, nighttime accommodations for those who were short on cash. As a matter of fact, last of the flop houses. It was empty by then. It was on the corner, next corner, Monroe in the Splains. Thank God it was empty by then. It was a rat hole. And people paid to sleep there. Disgusting. But that was the neighborhood. And once the rush hour was over, and people working east of the Chicago River would exit their buildings, get into their cars, get on the expressway, which is right behind this building. You could have slept every night in the middle of the street, Adams or displays. and there's a good guarantee you would not ever have been hit by a car. Nobody, literally nobody, came to this side of the river and this far next to the expressway. It was a terrible place. Old St. Pat's had a policeman outside on the corner. His beat was Des Adams to Monroe. Translated, his beat was St. Patrick's Church. South side to North side, that was it. And there was another police officer in the rectory, because the housekeeper was murdered in that rectory when this was the dregs of the city. Her name was Betty Walsh. Her sister Peg survived. Wound up six hours in surgery, but she healed, returned, because this was her home, to wait on Father Steve O'Donnell, who was the aging pastor of Old St. Pat's. It was a tough place, and there was, like a year ago, nobody in this building. Father O'Donnell, many days, would celebrate Mass with no people. It was a tough place to be. It began to transform itself very slowly. And one of the transformations took place on the next street when the Illinois Institute of Technology opened a law school and a business school. And one day after daily mass, I was standing at the bottom of the stairs And a guy is walking with a stroller. There's a baby in the stroller. And I was probably more fascinated by the baby. There were no babies down here. There were no kids down here. And the only thing you would have in a stroller would be a bottle. So I'm looking at the kid and I got talking to the dad. The dad is a PhD in law or LD in law, whatever the proper terminology is, teaching law at the law school. There was nobody with a doctorate in law, ever hanging around the Street, I guarantee you. Another day, oh, you'd get all kinds around here. And one day the, the rectory doorbell rang. And the rectory in those days, the office part was two doors down. And what, when Father Wall got here, was an abandoned building. It was the convent. It was a terrible building but he moved the offices over there. The bell rang and I happened to be there and I came up and it was a lady and she said, excuse me, Father, I need to go to confession. Exact quote. So I ushered her in and we had a little room where the sisters once stayed with a few chairs, nothing matched, sat down and she immediately got up went on her knees right next to the side of my chair. She said, Father, I remember that we're supposed to say how long it was since our last confession. In all honesty, I have no idea. It's been a long, long, long time ago. So she began to enter into the darkness of her life. And as she began, I couldn't help but think, my language, certainly not hers. She had discovered, for some reason that day, a new moment of light. And that light revealed to her that day that it was time to enter into the darkness. Because only in light can you really see what's in the dark and do something about it. So in no particular order And in no particular dates or times, she laid out before me, the priest, a dark life. And while doing that on her knees, I could see tears coming down the sides of her eyes, across her cheeks into her arms she finished gave her absolution I said can I ask you a question she said yes father I said do you believe that God forgives you She paused. Yes, Father. I think that's why I'm here. I said, can I ask you a second question? Please do. Can you forgive yourself? was a very long pause, very long. She said, Father, I'm not sure. A light let her hear. The one who brought light into the world, the son of the author of light in creation. And yet, though she believed power of darkness in every one of us is very, very strong. And by saying that she's not sure she could forgive herself, she was saying, I think I have to hold on to what I put before you and outside of myself. My language not hers because I'm not sure I can live totally in the light. A light came into the world. People choose to live in darkness. You see, the way I look at things, If she said, yes, I can forgive myself. There's another problem. Now you have to forgive everybody. Now the light that you accepted that rids the world of darkness now belongs to you. And to me. And we have to be bearers of that light to everyone else. But if we choose to stay in darkness, we can choose to keep everyone else in darkness. Because we know the truth, but we prefer the dark. Ladies and gentlemen, God does not condemn us. You heard that. God showers us with light, showers us with so much light and so much love that He sent His Son to show us how to live in the light, how to live in love, how to let go of the darkness, even the darkness. That led to this. But what did the light show us in this? Faithfulness. Love to the very end. No darkness. Oh, that's what the world can see. We have a God who believes in us. We can choose to live in the dark. We can choose to live in the light. I can't make that decision for you, and you cannot make it for me. It's between me, myself, and I. The human trinity over which we have almost total control. So it's the same two questions. Do you believe that God's life shines on you, loves you, forgives you? Can you forgive yourself? Can you live in God's love? Can you be a light to the world? Three of you have to answer that. Me, myself, and I. But remember, there is such a loving, lightful God is ours. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
1: Time now for announcements and events. Are you looking to dig a little deeper spiritually during this Lent? Then join us for the Beloved Retreat that will take place over Palm Sunday weekend from March 26th through the 28th. For the first time in 20 years, the event will be available via Zoom, so if you haven't been able to attend in person in the past, now's your chance to experience this beautiful retreat that will nourish your heart and soul. To register, visit bit.ly belovedmarch Beloved March 2021. As part of our vision, the Racial Equity and Justice Initiative invites you to use this sacred time during Lent to educate, contemplate, and activate around the themes of racial equity. Week one through four of the Lenten Equity Resource can be accessed at oldstpats.org slash R-E-J-I. Are you currently looking for a new job? Then you won't want to miss this special free retreat from the Career Transition Center titled Finding Work Without Losing Heart. For the past 25 years, the Finding Work Without Losing Heart retreat has helped many people find the purpose, encouragement, and hope they need to persevere in their search for meaningful work. This retreat welcomes people of all ages, work experience, and faith traditions. Content touches on the personal, emotional, and even the spiritual side of the job hunt. Participants gain perspective and resolve that will help them engage in the job search with hope and greater confidence in a positive outcome. The event takes place on Friday, March 19th and is virtual. While the event is free, participants must register by Thursday, March 18th at noon. For all the details and to register, visit ctcchicago.org. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The homily was originally given at the live stream Mass on Sunday, March 14, 2021, by Father John Cusick. For more information about all resources available, visit our website at oldstpats.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts and the Old St. Pat's app. Find us on Twitter at Old St. Pat's and on Instagram at Old St. Pat's Chicago. I'm Kate Anderson. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast.